0: Good evening. This goes out to all the sexy
1: people on a hot date right now. Experiencing that new, exciting chemistry, those warm, tingly feelings, the
2: anticipation of that first, passionate kiss. Ooh, that didn't go as planned, did it? Another bad date? Don't worry, it wasn't in vain. All bad dates lead to
0: great stories, and we want to hear them! Join with our new hosts and guests as they regale you with tales of their own dating disasters and lend an ear to yours. You'll also get advice from professional counselors, sex therapists, celebrities, and fellow daters to help you navigate through that crazy jungle of love. It's funny, it's sexy, it's
2: unfiltered, live, and unscripted. It's The Bad Date Show!
0: Hello, and thank you for joining the Wild and Unfiltered Bad Date Show. We're joined by a beautiful panel of co-hosts and guests, and tonight I have two lovely gentlemen. I have Story from L.A., and I have Mark from... Philly and we are just so excited to have you lovely gentlemen to join the panel tonight and we're just going to jump right on in we got so much to cover and uh, I just want to jump on in and talk about casual dating tonight and even what that means what do you guys think when somebody says we are just casually dating ca- casual I don't know
1: dating. I don't know what that means uh, either dating or you're not dating That's I don't know what what ca- I'm bringing this casual, up. Don't, casual yeah. dating casual means. dating you know, I, I I dated to meet people. I didn't I didn't casually date anybody. What about what about this?
0: Let me rephrase this then. What if you ask me about a person and I say, "Oh, we're just dating," just dating. When I put that word "just" or casual dating do you get a different vibe? I kind of tend to think it's not serious that they may be seeing more than one person at the same time. Cause you know, then another question is, are you seeing anybody? You know, and then the follow-up question is, Oh, we're just dating. It seems like don't, don't get overexcited. You're not going to meet this guy. It's not serious story. Do you feel that it's any different if I add <laughs> just, you know, like, Oh, hi, this is, this is story. We're just dating. Doesn't that kind of seem like a I demotion like- to you?
2: I feel like the entire idea of casual dating and just dating is when you're pushed to have to put words to it. If you're in a relationship and you're at, like and somebody comes up and makes you ask, that's where you kind of are choosing if you're really trying in that relationship or not. Or if you talk to someone you can be like, "Here, we're kind of casual, we're not like serious there." But if uh-huh. this hasn't been described, if you haven't talked, then it's either dating or you're not. There's no like like, I don't think there is a really casual whatever unless, that, unless you kind of implement it some way to make it casual.
0: Well, what do you think when somebody says, are you seeing anybody? Now, to me, see, there's all this dating stuff that's like in code. And these this dating culture evolves over time. And now we're in 2021. And there's some words that people kind of use that we're all just supposed to understand that are blank statements, like we're seeing each other. And I, are you exclusively dating versus casually dating? So to me, when somebody says we're casually dating, I assume that They're seeing more than one person. So I want to get up to this this kind of controversial point of dating multiple people at once. So that means I've got, you know, Joe on Friday and I've got, you know, dylan on this saturday and then i got coffee on tuesday i know that that's exhausting i couldn't do it but that's kind of the culture we're in they call it a numbers thing so the more people you kind of have on your phone list of i'm dating x y and z you know they kind of treat it like sales like oh you meet more people then you got a better chance is it a quality or quantity thing what do you guys think
2: definitely quality
0: quality what do you think mark
2: yeah i uh
1: I was not a sport dater. I, uh, dated one woman at a time. In fact, if I went out with a woman, I would tell her that. I would say I'm dating absolutely nobody right now. And you will be the only one that I'm meeting. Um, it was a turnoff to me when I went out with a woman and she would tell me that she was you know, dating 10 guys at the same time. Right. It just, it just used to turn me off. I don't know why a woman need to bring that up. Um, it's something that, uh, I wasn't too keen on it. And if, if she was doing that, then I I, I wasn't interested. Yeah.
0: yeah I, I think for some people it's a turn off, but I've also heard of women saying that if they tell their date, I'm only seeing you that they run for the Hills. Cause they think that she's overly interested or, you know, ready to have babies with him. So it feels like a fragile subject where it becomes taboo of don't act overly invested too soon off the bat, because most of the women I've talked to on the show are convinced that most men are, quote unquote, casually dating or emotionally unavailable, which really brings me to the next point of what is the point of dating? Because I know some people looking for somebody to date is, I want somebody to go to concerts with, I want somebody to, you know, go hiking with, I want somebody to do things besides sex. And then there's the other, you know, very obvious candidates that you can see on the dating profile, hands down, they say straight out, not looking for a relationship, looking for friends with benefits, and, and they're very forthcoming. But I, I think as, as a woman, women are very, uh, they don't want to look like they're looking for a baby daddy, especially the divorced or single moms. They're they're kind of nervous to show all their cards. But at the same time, it seems like at some point you should ask that person Are you seeing anybody else? Or does it sound desperate? What point is it okay to ask? Are we exclusive? Is this just us? Are you interested in dating anybody else? Or are you going to risk them running for the hills because they think that you're desperate and you're sinking your claws? Like I've heard guys say, oh, I don't need that fire hydrant type of dating where she's just going to like claim her territory, what do women are supposed to do? We're not supposed to act desperate, uh, but also it would be nice to know if you're seeing other people. Shouldn't the guy bring up that conversation? Does it have to be the female?
2: I think it's usually just expected. Unless someone's gonna s- say that, then they can be. I mean, they can be open, like. That's where I think a lot of people respect honesty, too, because there's a different market for any type of person. So if you're someone you are seeing lots of people, maybe maybe someone is okay with that. But I would definitely assume still in that situation, that knowing about it would be more than trying to hide it. You're, you're going to most likely find your, you're going to be playing a 50-50 if you're finding that guy or some other guy, if you're just hiding it. But if right. you're open about things, you can actually be seeing if you're finding the right type of person. Mm-hmm. I... I I mean, I I understand wanting to be with one, wanting to understand that. But in that, I also understand realizing if I'm trying to picture a forever with someone that I want to be honest enough with each other to be able to whether I don't know what my answer will be. I'm going to figure that with someone. But I believe that me and them should have a conversation about what, what if we do like other people? What if we, how can we do that together and not betray each other or have to, you know, lose what we have because we find something else later on in life. And, you know, I, I think, there's a maturity in that but at the same time like yeah a lot of people i guess don't really want to hear or start relationships in that way so a lot of times i think it's steering where the conversation goes and trying to stay away from a lot of those big subjects like exes and such like that especially at the beginning of a relationship i don't think people just they just don't want to hear about a lot of that stuff it,
0: Yeah, well, it reminds me of, you know, you go to a job interview, and they say, so what was your last, you know, employment like? I think people say, what was your last relationship like? And I think that kind of treads, you know, fragile waters, because that kind of opens the door. But I think people are just trying to get to know, and and they don't know what subjects are taboo. And I even, you know, I was on a few dating apps for a while. And What's interesting because I would you you check the app and then it says you've matched and then it kind of piles up and then you can continue conversation, and and I was on a date and I had my date say, "Wow, I bet you have a ton of matches," and that was awkward for me because I'm going, "Is that a slam? Are you saying I'm attractive?" And then he said, "Let me see your app." He wanted me to pull out the app and show him how many people I had matched with, and I'm thinking. I'm here with you, right? But but at the same time, I understand it because he's kind of sizing himself like, what's the competition? How many other men are trying to get a date with you, and how special am I? And and I think that's a really tough thing because nowadays you don't. It kind of feels like I don't know what my competition is, but it, maybe it shouldn't be seen that way. Like. Be present. You're here with me, and and put that phone aside. I think even pulling the phone out for any reason, like this date, doesn't need to be hours long. So if you're gonna have a beer or a cocktail, that's one hour of undivided attention. And don't you think that even if the date's a bit miserable, you should stick it out for sixty minutes?
2: And people have yes. pasts as well.
1: No, I was, gotta, like, I was gonna say if it's if it's if it's miserable, why I. You, I know guys that, you know, would cut it short. I I didn't do that. Uh, I just felt that would be kind of awkward. So if I was out on a date with a woman and I had no interest right from the beginning, you know, I, I never met at a bar. I used to I think I mentioned on one of the other shows that I used to pretend that I was coming straight from work. So I'd always wear a jacket, and a tie on the date. Um, I'm sure you can't be faulted for wearing a jacket, and a tie because I stated that I was. I was coming straight from work. And Mm -hmm. if I wasn't interested 10, 15 minutes into the conversation, uh, at least I I had a meal. You know, I I didn't meet at a bar. I didn't meet for a cup of coffee. I'm I'm an old school guy. I would always ask the female, where do you want to meet? Tell me, you know, where do you want to eat? Pick out your favorite restaurant. So I I, I wouldn't be faulted either if the restaurant stunk, you know, and, and I thought it stunk let her pick it out. I always gave the woman the option, where do you want to meet, pick out the restaurant. And, you know, I always felt that, you know, I I might've not been interested, but at least I got a respectable meal. I ate dinner, you know, when you're, when you're a single guy, you you know, I I wasn't a cook. I didn't cook for myself. I like usually like to eat out a lot. So, uh, and especially if it was a new restaurant, if the woman said, i like to go to so-and-so. So, and I'd never been there before, then it was a an eating experience for me, you know? So I, I didn't think i I lost out. I didn't think i lost so, out. So I just wasn't interested. That was it, you know?
0: So what you're saying, Mark, is that you would go in with kind of an open mind. Like, well, worst Why case not? scenario, I get a good meal and some decent conversation. So right. you lower right. the expectation. And Story, you right. can go ahead and add to this, but I've heard the biggest turnoff for a guy is really high expectation. Like right off the bat, she has this, unrealistic expectation, and I think a guy kind of feels that off of her, that desperation of, are you the one on the first date? And the guy's like, oh my goodness, this woman is going to (laughs) sink her claws into me, because it's just, I think men kind of feel that off of her, right? So just, I guess a good dating advice is just going going loose. What do you think, Story? Should you go in thinking you're going to meet the love of your life?
2: Anticipation can be felt, and that can be good, but expectation is different than anticipation. Okay. Um, True. Now yeah. we, you can sense expectation when, you know, everything you're doing, it's like, oh, well, now they're playing the 20 things they thought you were going to do that could have been better. And it's like, you know, it's like, you know, if you look at, if you were just in the moment, you know, it's, that's different than just, li- then pre-living that moment and then trying to let the world live up to the expectations you build up in your own head.
0: You know what I was thinking before this show, I was thinking about music and I was thinking about how media and music The best movies and then my favorite songs are about love. And I've been criticized for being a hopeless romantic. And I always, you know, go, oh, gross. Please don't call me a romantic barf, you know, because I think I see it as a weakness because it feels a bit unrealistic in this society that you're going to meet and you're going to see him from across the room. And, you know, fireworks are going to go off and he's going to come up to you and he's going to say your name and you're just going to know. Come on. Like, that's not reality. But especially
2: if you give up.
0: Well, that's the thing. And, and I was actually criticized on a date because I said, you know what? I actually put on my dating profile, dating should be illegal. And, and that was actually really contradictive because, you know, I'm, I'm on a dating app, but I feel like because I just come out of all these bad dates and I was really kind of turned off, but I kept going out. So what is that? If dating is so hard, why do we keep putting ourselves out there? Why do people, even during COVID, people were on dating apps, people were doing uh, social distancing, six feet apart dates, they were, they're meeting brand new faces with a mask over their face. Why would we even put ourselves out there when dating is so hard? What is that human desire for, for that connection?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Why is it so hard? I don't know. Um, who said anything is going to be easy? I don't know anything that is that easy, I suppose, you know, um, different personalities, different shapes, different sizes. She likes you. You don't like her. You like her. She doesn't like you.
0: It's that it's that you know, um, you know, mutual thing, right? Yeah. That's what we're looking for. Is I think yeah, there was that movie. I think it was called. He's just not that into you. Is that what it was called? Did you ever yes. hear that I, movie?
1: Yes. Uh, who, who starred in that movie? Um, uh,
0: I don't remember. It's an older movie, but it was kind of hard to watch these women get all twisted and frustrated. In the bottom I think line, that's
1: based, I think that's based on a book
0: it is it is based yeah. on a book and and you know i've i've heard this said before you know if a man's into you and and this is controversial again because our gender roles thing is really changed you know there's masculine feminine energy and and you know there's genders fluids so now uh, if that's the the standpoint we're in in 2021, that genders is fluid, then that means our gender roles are also fluid. So that also leaves a lot of room for a question of, should I offer to pick up the bill? Should I offer to pay half? Should I let the guy buy me? A- like, here, I just feel like right off the bat, the very first intro, this is just me. And tell me if this is being overly sensitive. I don't want this man to buy me a whole meal. What if he doesn't like me? What if I don't like him? So I try to make it go out for coffee, go out for one drink, uh, go for a hike, do something that's a little bit... Now, even a hike could be like, oh, I'm going to be stuck with you for five miles and I, I kind of want an out. So is that being overly sensitive? But I feel like with this gender role kind of I thing we're in right now, I don't even know if I should ask to pay the bill. Is that flattering? Am I, am, I being, am I being accommodating by reaching for the bill? Or am I actually telling him, hey, I don't like you. This is Dutch. I don't even know no. what to do with the bill anymore.
1: Now, what I used to do was uh, um, if the woman offered to pay her part, she said, I'll I'll, I'll pay half. I would just say, well, well, you know, if you're insisting, why don't you just leave the tip? You know, and I, like uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't uh, uh, I wouldn't take money from a woman on the first date, you know, maybe, you know, a couple of times down the line mm-hmm. if she wanted to. Take me out for dinner, which is fine, or make me dinner. uh, I was extremely flattered. However, I think I mentioned on a show a while back that uh, what happened to me was a woman offered. You know, she insisted, insisted on leaving money or leaving a tip, or uh, she insisted right from the beginning. And I said, okay, fine. You know, if that's what you want to do, no problem. and I don't know if she paid for her part of the meal or if she insisted in leaving a tip or whatever. And I think the next day she called me and she said to me, uh, I'm not interested in, in going out with you again. I, I don't know if I even asked her out again. I probably didn't. And I said, why? And she said, because you accepted money from me. And I said, well, you offered. And she said, but you took it. I said, you offered. She said, you took it. I said, well, what is this, a friggin' game? You know? Uh, you, you offered it. What are you doing? You know, seeing if I'm going to take it. And if I do take it, something's wrong with me. And if I didn't take it, something's wrong with me. How do I know?
0: Yeah, yep. it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. Story, right. how do you feel if a woman offers to pick up the tab or her half at the end of a day? Well, do I you had doubt? a
2: girl the other day, I think, that had the smoothest way of doing this. She ended up, like, when the when the tab came around that time, she went to the bathroom or so, and she was in there, I think, long enough where it was like, you know, if I was going to pay the bill, I'm going to pay the bill. <laughs> don't <laughs> pay the bill. Yeah. And then, like, she, get, she came back out, and she acted all surprised. Oh, well, thank you, whatever. But, you know, obviously, if I didn't at that point, you know, as a girl, she, they, they might real, they might realize, hey, the person maybe doesn't have it or that's what type of date they have. And then they probably could fork out their part or whatever at that point. But it puts the, a lot of it where it's like, if the guy's going to be the chivalrous one, the guy's going to pay. It gave me the opportunity to, uh, to make that decision.
0: <laughs> you know what I always do and tell me if this is classy or a turnoff, but I don't ever really go there with the bill on that first day. All I do is I pull out a 10 out of my wallet and that could be tip that could be towards the bill. I don't care what you do with it. It's either generous to the, to the bartender that we sat there for an hour or two, or it's going to be added to the bill. And I don't even say anything. It's not even a conversation. I just put a 10 there and then I don't say anything. And then that way it's, it's not even a subject. Um, And then if we've gone on dates and we're done on date, like five or six, um, If he steps away, I I hand uh, the bartender my card and say, drinks are on me tonight. We've already had a few dinners and he's already paid for quite a few dates. I feel like that's kind of the classy thing to do is, hey, I want to contribute to this too. I find your time really valuable. And it's not so much about the money at that point. It's, hey, you've paid for like four, five, six dates and we've been dating exclusively. I feel like the right thing to do is pitch in a little bit.
1: And you're right. Yeah, because it shows we're equals, right? Right. And if you don't, what's going to happen is the guy thinks he's, he's being had. That's what he thinks. That's what I used to think. If I went out with a woman four, five, six times, never reached into the pocket, never got tickets for a move or something, then I started thinking, okay, uh, I'm kind of being had. She's probably not interested, but it's better
2: than sitting home on a Saturday night watching golden girls. Right. That's the way I I used to think. I can understand how a female would want to not be seen doing that. She wants to go out, have the guy doing that. But because of that, I've seen couples and such like that where the female did pay him outside of, you know, the actual restaurant there where that, where if they're a couple, it's like, all right, here, you know, here's some of the money towards whatever dinner so that while they're out, she doesn't have to be touching her wallet, such like that. But, um, it all depends where you are, especially at the start of a date. Though it's like I feel like the man should go out. I mean, it's it, this world does put the standard where we're supposed to pay for the first date, um, or at least the dinner, or something like that. If we go out to a bar, yeah, especially if you know you're drinking, it's you're you're probably got to go to the bar to get your drink. If you get me a drink too, I mean, that's cool, that's fun, you know, it's like sweet, um, and it, it's something that's thought thought that as thoughtful. So.
0: You know, another thing I've heard men complain about is they go out with these beautiful women and right off the bat, they're ordering the most expensive thing on the menu. They're just getting one drink, you know, the, some of these, you know, really nice bars, like one drink can run anywhere yeah. from like 15 <laughs> to 20 bucks for one. I mean, the, I went to this, there's this place in Denver. It's super cool. It's a speakeasy and it's really cool. There's, there's an ice cream parlor and then there's a door that looks like a fridge. And you walk in and it's a bar behind the ice cream shop. It's extremely cool. And then you walk in and these drinks are decadent and and, and expensive. I'm talking a, a little thing of whiskey is like 22 bucks, but it's top shelf. It's good drinks. So let's say, you know, he asks her out on the date, but if she picks this restaurant, she knows it's expensive. She picked it. And then she's picking drink after drink after drink. And she's expecting this dude to pick up the tab. I just think that that's poor class in my opinion. I mean, don't guys feel that? Like, isn't that yes. a eternal? I was
2: almost super scared that one, which I told you went to the bathroom that happened to be out of place. I had looked at their drink menu and there were wines that were talking about being like 120 something or something per glass. And I'm just like, I, I know she got some wine. And when I look at the bill, I think the bill came out like 70 or so. I'm like, all right. You know, I'll do that. I was still like a bit hefty of a bill, but I'm like, you know, I could pay $70. Um, and so but I paid that, but I was worried at first. I'm like, man, when that bill was there, I'm like, she's taking off. I'm like, I want to, I want to pay. But I'm like, if she just got like a $200, you know, in wine or something like that, it's like, I don't know that I'm going to be paying. <laughs>
0: Well, I just feel like that first date, I just think of the, the man or, or even like, you know, uh, doesn't matter if you're gay or straight, you know, two women or two men, doesn't matter. But you should be not assuming it's not like I don't think you can afford it. You know, you can easily afford, you know, that bill. But I don't think it's so much about can they afford it. I think it's more about just respect. And I'm not going to sit here. And I mean, some of these martinis are easily $18. And I, I'd be easy to drink two of them if you're there for a few hours. But it just seems like it's it comes to be more of like, are you out to be with me? Like, because that's what you want. Do you want somebody that's gonna be like, oh, this is a cool bar and you're gonna, you know, foot the bill every time, or you just really wanna hang out with me. I think that's exactly. what we all really want at the end of the if day, she right? Wants
2: a sugar daddy, maybe and that if they've already pre sequeled, you know, in their conversation that she's looking for a sugar daddy, then yeah, she can come up and just be expecting what she's expecting. But that's where it depends on the prequel of your conversation. Like you say, <laughs> hey, you're a rock star, or a club owner, and you're coming to the club, it's like, yeah, the girl's gonna expect the guy's gonna get her fucked up. You right. know, it's not that's just gonna be considered now if this is just a random person you've said two words in your meeting you shouldn't yeah you it would be respectful you wouldn't expect them to be paying you know a hundred something dollar tab just instantly yeah
0: what do you think about sharing a meal on the first date is that is that gross (laughs) like
1: what if you get (laughs) an appetizer
0: and you have is that weird like i mean you may kiss at the end of the night so is sharing a plate of nachos you know gross
1: (laughs) Not a, main,
2: not a main course you're not going to share a main course are you so
0: so you think it's gross what do you think story is it i think it's kind of intimate I think to what? To what? Share the most meal.
2: intimate way to have a first date i mean main, are you saying a main course a main course like well that you know
0: at, at bars usually have appetizers so they have like the nachos or onion rings and, like and, if and you,
2: If you know this, you can obviously eat before you go and then go to get some like appetizers with her and just be able to snack, not be going there for food necessarily, go there to get to know someone, just be over food. And, you know, it's sometimes that's classy. I do that anyways, because I don't want to go to some place I don't know that is super expensive and then be super hungry and, have you know, still be hungry when I leave. So I'll go get something, you know, cheap before I go to the date. And then, you know, know that doesn't matter what's at this place. I could just get a drink if I really feel it.
0: So I think yeah. I
2: would ask you a question, Noel. Yeah.
1: Have you ever had a guy on a first date? She- State to you, you pick out the restaurant. I'm sure you've had.
0: You know, I have. And what I've done in the past when he asked me to pick, I pick two. I ask him where he's at, just the city, you know, and and then I look kind of what's in the middle. And I just, I give him two locations with okay. a Google map link and he can check the reviews. He can see the menu. And I have found that men actually really appreciate down the road. If I plan the whole date, which is really surprising, but I feel like men appreciate the effort and they don't have to feel vulnerable of, wow, you sure picked a crappy place, Noel. I gave him an option of two places and he picked one. So that kind of keeps me out of the pressure feeling of needing to please. But I also gave him the option to look at the menus in case he likes a certain kind of beer or likes a certain kind of food. So yeah, I, I have planned dates and I have found that men really like when I give him a few options.
1: You haven't picked the most expensive restaurant in the city of Denver, have you?
0: No, no, I don't pick anything overly expensive. I think if I'm going to pick something that's a bit pricey, we've been dating for a while, like, hey, we've been dating six months, let's go do something. Extra fun. I want to put on this sexy dress I bought for you. I think he's going to be pretty down with that. But at the beginning, I mean, maybe this is the business side of me. I'm thinking, let's make his investment financial. You know, his time's an investment too, but also let's make the financial investment kind of low at the beginning. Because honestly, I just want to see if we vibe. I want to see if you're a cool guy, if you match your profile or that, you know, brief interaction we had when we were out is actually something. And I find that men really appreciate that. So, And, and I do think it's okay to share an appetizer. Um, I've heard of women saying that they're nervous to eat in front of their date. Have you been on those dates where the woman doesn't want to eat at all? Is that a turnoff? Because I've heard men say, don't order a salad. And that sounds so silly, but that's so awkward to be chomping on lettuce and carrots when you're trying to have a conversation. <laughs>
1: I, I was, never. I was I was never judgmental on what a female was ordering or what she was eating. I think sometimes the woman would say something like I'll have what he's having. Well, uh, you know, that's not too innovative. I, I suppose. That's but, safe. um, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't really care what the, what the person was eating, you know, how they ate it or what is, I was there for them. I wasn't there to see how they ate or what they ate, but, uh, I had a funny story about 20 years ago, uh, you know, I was on match.com and I was corresponding with a female lawyer in the city of Philadelphia. And we and then after a couple of communications, we finally got to talk on the phone and, uh, you know, she said to me, uh, let's, let's meet and, uh, I'll make reservations at the Palm. Okay. Uh, the Palm is, uh, I think is a chain throughout the country. They have them in different big cities, and it's, they're always ranked like the number one or two restaurant in the city. Highly expensive too. You know, uh, never consider myself a cheap guy. But you know, I said to the woman, I said, you know, I, I just rather meet at a local quaint restaurant other than the Palm. I said, uh, and I told her, I said, I'm, I'm not a cheap guy, but uh, uh, we can work our way up to that that place somewhere down the line. And she said to me, you don't understand my lifestyle. And she hung up on me, hung up on me. Well, my blood pressure rose from 120 over 60 to like 190 over 80 within five minutes. And I thought to myself, how nasty can you be? How nasty can you be? You know, you don't understand my lifestyle.
0: (laughs) Well, and, and what, I think that brings us. Yeah. I think that's a really <laughs> good topic, you know, right off the bat is to talk about what are those red flags that you can see before. Cause I, I would rarely go on, like, I've heard these horror stories on these, on this bad date show. I never had anything that terrible because i was watching for red flags before and now we're in this you know kind of dating app culture where people do like it's like speed dating you remember those movies where they did speed dating they don't do that anymore and there'd be this long table and there would be a number at each table and the guy would move from table to table i wish they did
2: that still though wouldn't that be cool
0: like if we can bring that back because i'm looking at these apps and it's I've got photos of this guy that's probably, you know, not even relevant. This is maybe pre COVID or maybe they're old pictures. And it's like, not, I can't tell if there's a vibe necessarily with a photo, uh, that, you know, hinge is actually nice. Cause it has, you know, little prompts. I will brag about you to my friends if dot, dot, dot. Um, so it kind of can tell me where his values are, but I wish we could bring back that speed dating. Cause you get, I mean, how long do you need to know if you're attracted to somebody? They, they move, move to the table.
1: What's the reason they don't do that anymore?
0: I don't know. I think we need to make a speed dating revolution. We're, I mean, we're far enough post-COVID where we can do that, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, can't isn't there a bar out there? I wonder if people would play. I mean... I think it'd be really interesting. But you know what's an uh, you know they have those trolls nowadays. I remember when I was on an app and and a guy would like my photo and then his comment would be you sure think you're hot, don't you? I'm going well, but you liked why did you swipe right then if you're going to diss on me? But hey. these are Yeah, that is that's so What am I supposed to do with that? I'm going to want to go out with you. Yeah, so Oh yeah, it's like there you go, red flag. But I have some girlfriends that would still go out with that type of guy because they like that. And and there's that that female out there that likes the jerks. Um you know so that saying nice guys finish last. Have you guys heard that phrase?
2: That's because we make sure she finishes first several times. Oh, <laughs>
0: Oh Look at story. Man, yeah, story. Man, <laughs> I don't know who's in your bed, but she's the unlucky girl. <laughs> yeah. It, it, there,
1: there are there are guys that ruin it for other guys and there are women that ruin it for other women too. When I used to go out on a date, I always used to he- want to hear stories of dates from hell. I used to love hearing those things. I mean, I, I it, it would it would be something to talk about and
2: right. to,
1: you know, uh, try to figure out why and things like that and I used to love hearing stories from dates from hell because I didn't want to be like that. Right. I didn't want to be like that, and right. I, I I still remember some of the dates from hell that some of these women told me about. And one was not you know, one was uh, again I mentioned this on a prior show that the uh, woman was out on a date with a guy and Bill came and he said uh, I, I just got to go to the men's room for a second. He went to the men's room and never came back and stiffed her with the bill, you know. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, who who would do something like that? And I remember another woman telling me that uh, they were at a fancy restaurant. And when the waiter came over, he said, I'm going to be eating dinner tonight, but she's not.
0: Whoa. (laughs) That's when she uh, says goodbye. I'm thinking to
1: myself, are you kidding? I I just just hear these stories. you Yeah.
0: Well, you know, I think what makes dating so tough, though, is I've heard of stories where things are going really seamless, where there seems to be a mutual attraction and conversation is just seamless. And then something is said where it's like that record stops and you're going, You know, it's like one of those, so my place or yours? And you're going, uh, I didn't think we were there, you know, (laughs) uh, uh, you know, it's just shocking. And I know it happens on both sides. It's not just men. It's not just women where things just, it's like the showstopper in a bad way. And I know that happens, but I think we could be watching for these red flags possibly before. But I think in general, we're looking for attraction first. Right. Like, is there any type of attraction? Because, I mean, it doesn't sound, you know, superficial to say, hey, this person was super cool, but there just wasn't any physical attraction. I mean, that happens in the real, like actually sitting in front of them. You don't get that off of a photo or a blind date. You don't know you actually walk in. Right.
2: One of the hardest parts with dating nowadays, too, is. In, it, as a guy, at least, if you download these apps, unless you probably—I I would imagine from what I hear—if you pay for these versions, that might be a little different. But these unpaid-for versions and of these dating apps. 90% of what you're going to get is these girls trying to use these sap stories to lure you on to go and to get some site or something like that. They're not none of them's real. So it like desensitizes a guy for wanting to hear any of the small talk over the phone, period. It's like mm-hmm. just wants to get to meeting someone's. Um, right. And but then obviously the ones they actually do talk to that real are probably going to be pushed off if the guy comes at them, you know, with a weird vibe because of all those instead of just being genuine Um, especially you're at least the other type of woman you said that you would give someone options if they asked you where there's a lot of girls out there too that if you give them a decision it's like oh this guy doesn't know what he wants this guy's not decisive you know they want a guy that's going to come and just be like here let's go out say the idea and they either say yes or no because they don't want to actually invest themselves into an answer
0: Those women are looking for the dickhead. I mean, that's just... I'm going to be flat out. Like, there is the guy that's just going to run over narcissists. Hey, we're meeting here at this time. And you either bend to that or we don't go out. And some women like that. They think that's sexy and dominating and manly. Uh, I think that's, you know kind of going to be a recipe for disaster because I think how relationships start is really going to be the trend. So if it starts out, he's running the show, calling the shots this way or the highway, then that's just how it's going to be because that's the kind of man you're going out with. And women, we are so guilty of wanting to date that project guy that, oh, he'll change. He loves me. You don't know him. You don't see him, you know, the way I do. He treats me different when you're, when we're behind closed doors or whatever. I think you should, for the most part, be who you are in public with them. Of course, you know, when you're intimate, it's just a 2 There's going to be a different level there. But some women just like that. And, and the nice guys, that's where there's that stupid phrase, nice guys finish last. Well, the nice guys need to date the nice girls. And that's it, right? So, so
2: you say you can recognize this problem for females. So recognizing the problem, are you? do you at least change something or, or do you still just walk end up doing the same thing?
0: Well, um, I would just talk about my personal experience. Um, I think I went through a phase in my 20s where I kind of liked that player guy with that ego because he had the confidence. But it turned out that confidence was just ego in a front. and deep down, he didn't feel like he was worth, you know, shit. And, and he would, but that ego was always there. And that, that was like the twenties. And now I'm, you know, getting to the end of my thirties and, and I see that for what that is. And I don't even go out with that guy, but some women really do like that ego based, you know, baller type of player guy, and then they end up getting hurt and, and hating the, the whole experience. But I think that really comes from the internal work and what are you looking for? And that's why I opened the show asking about casual dating, because if you're the type of woman that just wants that hot guy, that's going to come in and strut and and have you as arm candy. Well, those guys are a dime a dozen. But if you're just looking to casually date and have something to go to the bar with or go to these events, then you're going to get what you're looking for Um, with the apps that you actually have to pay for. There's a bit of an investment there. And I think maybe that's why Tinder has reputation for being hookup. And it even says there's pictures and it says, what are you doing tonight? And and here's a complaint I've heard from women that are actually looking for you know uh, uh, somebody to date exclusively and to possibly end it a commitment. They're looking for I want to kind of get to know you through a bit of a texting dialogue and maybe even a phone call. And and when men off the dating app instantly say, "Hey, sexy, what are you doing tonight?" I think I could say for most women that are looking for something with a little more value, a little more, you know, meat to it, uh, that's 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 not going to fly. And and some men just like, well, I don't want to endlessly text. And I could see that uh, story. Have you noticed that on any dating apps where people just want to endlessly text? I'm like, are you even real? Like, do you even plan on? meeting me. I understand the male side of that, but I also hear women offended because they're not trying to get to know the woman before they ask her out. What What do you think is the right thing to do?
2: Uh, well, I feel that's, I, I, personally, that's why I've stopped trying to do the dating world really online. Um, if I am there, it's just rarely just in a spur of a moment thing. Um, but because I'm not the type that just wants to be doing that. I don't want starting out the relationship, the fact that maybe I would need to prove this, maybe that's because they want a relationship where that person's on their phone being able to validate them a lot when they're away. And it's, personally, I want to be able to be in person with my relationship, not have a relationship that's based all around the phone. So to build a relationship from the start with the foundation of that, you know, wouldn't really be my forte, anyways. But there are some relationships where people—that's what people want. So, um, you know, it's just being open and accepting. I guess what you, what, where you are, and who you are.
0: So when you're when you're looking for a date, and this is for both of you, when you're you're looking for you know s- some quality time with the woman you're attracted to, what what is it that you're really looking for? Because I've heard men say. I'm just, I'm just looking for, you know, a date. I'm not looking for a soulmate. I'm not looking to get married. I'm just in the moment and we're here, we're having drinks and they're not projecting anything. I've heard a lot of men say, oh my gosh, women stop projecting. I know, uh, in the lesbian community, they have this joke that, you know, you're dating a lesbian when she brings a U-Haul on the second date. I've heard in the, the, you know, more that community, you know, especially females were very emotional, uh. You know, we're for us, we tend to get emotionally tied into it when there's sex involved. So you have two women, I could see how that would be more um more likely. So I, I think that's why people get so nervous with this whole, you know, how quick is too quick? What are you looking for? And I think that's okay to say that. I've said that on on a very first date. And if that's too forward. I don't even apologize because I I want to know it's just information. Hey, what are you looking for? But it seems like nine times out of ten, I, I, my jaw would drop unless it was like maybe a Latter Day Saint Mormon guy coming straight off a mission. Uh, I feel like most guys won't say um, I'm looking to get married. I, I just I think I w- I just don't know do men even say that. Because women will we'll go on a date and date two. oh my gosh, I've heard my friends say, oh my gosh, I went out with the most sexy, wonderful man. I think he's it. And I'm going, girl, that was your second date. Calm down, girl. You're going to freak him out. She's like, oh, of course, I'm not telling him that. He can feel that. I think he can feel the claws sink in. What do you think, story? Do you think all women just want to sink their claws in? Or are we in this modern society where women are career oriented and are just looking for some compatibility? Is it one way or the other? Is that a binary question? question. Right
2: now, a lot of women, I I believe, I mean, men have done a a good job at empowering women for the fact that we, we support, I mean, women, I, I think the truth is if women are in any situation, they go out and ask a man for help 90% of the time, the man will, men will do something to accommodate a woman in this In this society, maybe some females don't feel that way, but you know, as far as tests and as far as the people I see and what I try to be, that's what I see at least. Um, So it's at a point where a lot of them, I think, have empowered themselves where they don't know if they really need a man. And it's like, I I do, I know the value, which I've worked to be instill myself, but there's a lot of people periods, not men, it's people period, you know, uh, men and women that are just lost and they don't really know themselves, let alone anything else. So that makes it a lot harder. Um.
0: Right. Well, it's, it's, it's know who you are and what you want. And I, I find that a lot of you know, people in society, we want the instant gratification, uh, watch a show on TV. They jump in the sack quick. And, and I think both parties end up kind of losing intrigue. A lot of the times, not all times I had heard of people sleeping together on the first date and staying together. Uh, but I, I, think it's, I think it's rare. You got to kind of find this other kind of intimacy, which I kind of want to talk about um, spiritual intimacy a little bit and not necessarily religion. But I think if you kind of see the world through the same lens, you kind of feel uh, a connection that's outside of that sexual attraction. And then there's kind of more to go off of for a second and third and fourth date. What kind of, you know, check boxes are you looking for, for connection? Okay. Attraction, check. What comes after that? Is it the mental, spiritual, emotional? There's got, well, I mean, women talk about this. So I'm just wondering if men think about this before a date.
2: I think some of it um just... I think after you have attraction, it's trying to see if the attraction is back. So seeing not only if they just keep looking at you, but if they actually seem interested to join in some activity or be part of something that you're doing rather than to just be someone that watches it go by. Because uh, uh, there's there's so many different people and at least from just uh, uh, like looks alone. You can, there's a lot of things that could look the exact same or look very close to what's attractive, but you have to start getting to know the person, see how they respond in these situations, see, see how, how they feel and how it feels being around them. If it's something you want to adapt to be, to keep around as you take steps forward and you've got to be able to take that chance. That's where a lot of people I think are also scared. They're not going into social scenes, trying to do things over the phone. That's what's sabotaging a lot of people's relationship because they're not actually just being personal with each other um, and taking their relationship personally between two people instead of taking a relationship, which is their idea of relationship in themselves, um, and trying to have that with somebody else.
0: You know, one thing I do want to bring up because I am divorced and I was totally shell-shocked when I started dating again after divorce because I... I I had no idea what to expect and I wish I would have listened to a show like this to kind of have an idea of what I was getting myself into um but I do feel like there's an unsaid rule book out there that everybody is playing by I feel like there are it's almost like a game and and where I think it's made things really complicated is this texting kind of Society that we're in. I mean, think about it. On average, on an average day, how many texts do you receive? I mean, I'm not talking about dating. I'm saying just in general, um, how how many texts do you get from just one person? And so, when you talk about communication in general, we're texting, and so it's like an instant, you know, gratification. They did this study where they they put uh, two people that were dating in separate rooms. But they told the room number two, they told them, don't respond. Ignore it. And then they watched the people in room one and and they kept after 10 minutes, they start looking at their phone like, what's wrong with my phone? Is my, is my volume down? And they start to turn up their volume and then another 10, 20, 30 and still room two, don't respond. An hour goes by, don't respond. And they watch the anxiety level of room one just start to go up and up and up after an hour or two. And I'm thinking, what if this person's at work? I mean, some people have jobs where they, they're not even allowed to have their phone on. It has to be tucked away. What is this anxiety we're getting when people that we text are not responding right away? And then we're already have our defense up because they didn't respond right away. What is this need for instant gratification?
1: I'm a, am uh, a person that, uh, I, I could say safely in all the years that I worked and all the friends that I have, I have responded to everybody right away. And on the, I, you know, again, I don't know how these apps work these days, but, you know, uh, 10 years ago when I was on match.com, you know, if I wrote to a woman and she didn't respond within so many hours, you know, I started to think, you know, uh, how responsible is, is is this person? You know, uh, how interested are they? Because when somebody would write to me, uh, I would respond right away, you know.
0: You know, but here's here's my defense with that. I also want somebody that is career oriented and I was very interested in somebody and I was in a studio. I was in a 6-hour photo shoot. If your phone even buzzes during the shoot, I and mean, we're doing video as well, and so there was, you know, music and actors and models and that phone had to be tucked away or she don't get you don't get another contract. And so I had just started talking to this person and I had no way of saying It would have been weird to go through every contact this was like probably the one I was most interested in to say, hey, I'm gonna be in studio for the next six hours. So when I got out of the studio, we wrapped at like 2 a.m. This is just the the type of work I'm in and we don't get to go home. We're in hair and makeup and costume. We don't get to go till the director says, you guys are done because it's a wrap. And so when I checked my phone, I had realized I, I had missed quite a bit. And he even said that he was getting ready to delete me because he thought maybe I was a scam, that I wasn't even a real person on the dating app given the, it's the exact opposite, I, I am a real person. And I do look like my pictures. And I'm just a motivated female that's working till two in the morning on a phenomenal project. So
1: but you, but you did respond,
0: I did respond. Did, but, did respond but he respond
1: was our, within what a couple hours, right? Well, and
0: I responded at two in the morning. I'm sorry, yeah. I just left the studio. And then he goes, Oh, whew, I thought I might have been getting scammed. And so that when well, my point is our defense is actually a little bit up because of the technology, right? You would think technology would make it easier to communicate, but I think it actually is more room for error because I could get offended over a text and it was actually meant to be sarcastic. It was the emoji didn't work,
2: right? We bring our anxiety into things. A lot of times the first person to bring up cheating, usually will be the person that's struggling with cheating the most. A lot of like whatever you bring up where your attention goes to, I think tells us more about ourselves. If we just watch people and where their attention goes, tells about themselves um, way more than, you know, anything someone could say. Um, And just, so we breed our own anxieties. Having a phone just gives us more opportunity and more time to do that on our own in between right
0: i've heard of seen dating as one of those uh movies with no sound so you know like back in the day it was just it was just there was no sound you would just watch and the characters were kind of Overact to kind of, you know, uh, that's like my grandma's days, right? I've heard the advice of look at dating like that, not necessarily how quickly they text back, but how is it when you're in the real, when you're, you know, looking at each other and you're having a conversation? Okay, delete the content because you know sometimes in dating there's some awkwardness of what what's in common. But are they laughing? Are they leaning in? Is he is he kind of touching her knee? And, and you know, is he engaged or is he sitting back at the bar? Texting, you know, some of his other friends, oh good, you know, she's hot. I might get lucky. You know, what is he is he even engaged? Is he even present? Or she is she even present? So sometimes I think it's more based off of what is actually happening. And and I look at the end of a date kind of like the end of an interview. How did I feel when I walked away? Because I get that question a lot from people that call in. How do I know if it even went went well? I've had that after an interview where I've walked away going, I don't know if I'm ever going to hear from them again. I don't know if I gave them the answers that they wanted. And sometimes with dating, don't you think that we give the answers that we think they want? So they like us.
1: Well, Noel, let me ask you a question. You're out on a date with a guy and you give him all the answers that he think that you think he wants to hear. You really like him. a sharp guy. And you don't hear from him. What do you do next? Noel? Uh,
0: you know, I, I've how had... aggressive
1: are Noel, how aggressive are you?
0: Honestly, how I, this is, this is just me, how I would do that scenario. If I don't hear from him, that's it. I'm not going to reach out. I thought it went well, um, but I'm not desperate. And the reason why I say that, Mark, is because I go into any dating situation telling myself, this is my monologue before I even get in my car, Noel, you are whole and complete all by yourself. You are enough without a partner. So there's no need. There's no lack. There's no desperation. And I even heard the phrasing, dating somebody that's compatible is kind of like a dessert. Uh, it's It adds to it. There's some sweetness. Uh, how wonderful to get a text from somebody that you like that you're seeing. Hey, babe, hope you're having a good day. I'm just thinking about you. Can't wait to see you on Friday. Oh, that's like crack. I mean, That's just, uh, they say the most addictive thing is, is, is love. And that's why people, that's why I asked, why do we date? I think there's a bit of a love hormone, but if he can't text me and I think I gave him all the answers he liked, maybe it was one sided, uh, but I'm not going to make it about me
2: on Mark's point though. I, I I feel like. If you were to give him all the answers he wanted and he doesn't text you, though, that's where personally, if I were to live like that, I would feel like that would be where my insecurity does. Because now I'm worried about if they do say no, I'm wondering if they said no because I wasn't being me instead of they're saying no to me. And it's like I'd rather know that they don't like the me, which is the real me, because and be that genuine me, because then at the end of the day, it's like if that's not who they like, then obviously I wanna find someone that likes that. But if I was being someone besides that, then I'm gonna worry about if they didn't like the person I was being and rather than not liking me and be scared that maybe they were the right person, that I just was being acting stupid as shit. <laughs>
0: Well, I actually, and I blame this on my age because I have had a failed marriage and I'm 39. I I, I, I still aim to please, but I'm very much in my own as far as where I stand. So if a, my date looks at me and he says, what do you think about vaccinations? I'm not going to tiptoe and try to make him feel uh, I don't even know where he's at. I'm not going to avoid it. I'm going to say straight up, this is where I'm at. I'm going to do it with, you know, sweetness. But if he just, you know, builds this wall and thinks I'm an, an idiot for something to me is so relevant, then I've kind of saved both of our times if he blows up at me versus, huh, why do you think that? What kind of research have you done? any kind of any kind of current topic should come up during dating because that shows if we're compatible or not. So that came through, I think, maturity of, okay, I've already done it wrong. I married what I think was probably the wrong person. So why not bring the real deal Noel? But at the same time, I think I can do that and put my best foot forward. And I think that's a hard balance of I mean, how many, how many people have called in and said, oh, I, I had this terrible date from the second they walked in. They weren't showered, weren't shaved, and showed up late. And that's not your best foot forward. So I, I think there's a balance of, of that story. I, I really do. Are
1: well, you- a, you know, we talk about these apps all the time. And again, I've been out of the scene for, for a long time. For me, an app was like fifth in line. I always felt the best way to meet somebody was through somebody else. And I would make it known that I was, you know, single and looking. And I would say to people, I'd say, you know, if you know anybody, let me know. That was number one. Number two was me. And I don't I don't know if they do it anymore. You know, back in the 80s and the 90s, especially in the area that I lived, there were a lot of functions like single functions that were connected to like the american heart association or the american cancer association it would be a singles function where it was a singles event but the money would go towards that society and i always thought that that would the, the class of people that would go there would be much better than maybe meeting on a dating app you know so what what, what, what What's going on with that? Uh, you know, meeting through other people, getting fixed up. I used to love that. I I, I, I
0: absolutely was. detest blind dates. My experience. <laughs> my mother, <Awesome. laughs> my mother has tried to set me up. I've had my best friend try to set me up. I remember one time, my friend Megan. We were gym buddies, you know, she was blonde, I was the brunette, and we would get a ton of attention, but she always had the boyfriend, and the boyfriend always had a friend, so she'd always say, hey, my, her latest douchebag, sorry, this (laughs) is just... She always like we used to have a joke like the tool shed like she had dated every tool in the toolbox because they were all tools which is just a bunch of douchebag guys that uh-huh. were gym rats. I'm not saying all gym rat guys are douchebags, but you know he had the six pack, he had the pecs, he's he had the body, and he'd open his mouth and he was like fffff like you couldn't even understand the guy because he was so full of profanity and he was just offensive, right? So usually those type of guys have friends that are the same type, and I kind of feel that birds of a feather flock together. And she liked that guy. And I remember walking into a bar and I'm meeting another one of these, you know, boyfriend's friends. And instantly I could tell he liked me because he's putting his arm around me. He's telling me I'm beautiful. He's buying me drinks. And I look at Megan like, you owe me. You did this to me again. And shame on me. And it was a, you know, a bar with dancing and we go out to the dance floor and I'm trying to kind of keep my distance. Cause I'm not digging this guy. He stinks. Every time he raises his arms to touch me, he smells like BO and he's getting drunk. He's on like drink five. And he just keeps t- telling me how sexy I am. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what do I do? I came with my friend. There's no way out of this. I have to get through it. And I remember weeks later, I, I mean, I went ghost. I, I told Megan, you, that is the last time you sent me out with somebody. He was a drunk. He was, you know, trying to, you know, I, he didn't get a kiss, okay? Nothing.
1: But H- he's had, still, she met, but he, had she met him before? Had she met him before? Yes,
0: yes. She always knew these other douchebag friends because they would watch <laughs> football and, you know, they would go to, you know, CSU football games and tailgate together. And I just didn't think that type of crowd was cool. I just it's not my type of guy. Let's go party. I didn't I didn't like that type of guy. But, you know, the writing was on the wall because she would have a backup boyfriend for a backup boyfriend for a backup boyfriend. And they were all douchebags. And so I finally learned I was like, Megan, do not set me up again. So when she was finally single, I tried to set her up with somebody who I thought was stand up, classy, sexy, career oriented guy. Guess what? She didn't like him. So I, I just, uh, I just, I can't do it. And my mom's even worse. Cause if I, she would set me up, she would Dime. preface that with that. I'm like, you know, farting rainbows. that I'm this like unicorn Dime. female. That's just going to knock his socks off. I'm like, mom, what did you tell him <laughs> before the date? Cause I'm going to disappoint. Like, oh, so, so for me, mutual friends, I don't know what they've said about me. And I've got to walk into the state and, and you know somehow stand up to everything that's been said. So, so what, I don't know so
1: what's next in line. What's next in line after uh, after turning that down or that's not utmost? What's next for you?
0: Uh, as far as dating goes for me personally, or yeah, as far as you, you
1: know, if, you, if you're not interested in getting fixed up or meeting people through other people, then what's next in line?
0: Well, this is this is just me, but I see the universe as for me, not against me. And so I believe that whatever I put out, I get back. So I believe that I'm a grounded Uh, faithful, sexy. I can say about myself and not feel conceited because I take care of myself. Um, I feel like I'm going to attract what I am. And once I made that shift in my head that I was already whole and complete, and if any man came into my life, he was going to make my other relationships better. And what I mean by that is, have you ever had a friend and they start dating somebody and all of a sudden they disappear or they start acting rude or different or disinterested in being your friend and they just kind of go off radar and you're going huh this is weird how come I haven't met this guy or this girl and then when I do when I do talk to you you're super short like just something feels off and then later you find out that they were jealous or whatever I know for me I'm dating somebody really wonderful when people don't I don't talk about it but my friends or family go noelle you look extra uh, glowy today you look extra you know, I just have this kind of aura of happiness and this is really interesting thing to talk about because I have found when I'm in a relationship and I'm dating somebody that's treated me really wonderful I actually end up getting more offers for dates and I'm not even on a dating app anymore. <laughs>
2: No, that always happens. But
0: but why do you think that is, Story? What is it? I mean, I think there's an energy thing. Because, Um,
2: yeah, it's the energy. You stop trying to impress people. You actually realize that you you realize your own value at at some of those points.
0: yeah, I mean, it's 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 I think people can feel that energetically when you are so in your own mode. I'm excited about my career. I'm excited about all these beautiful things that are coming to me. And that's just kind of an energy thing versus me thinking this person's going to completely no. like my career and, and my friends and my circle and the momentum in my life is in a really healthy place. And so I've attracted a very healthy kind of situation just because that's who I am. And I, I really want to like underline in this show, you are who you show up in as a world consistently. So if you show up in the world consistently pissed off, then you're going to have a date and this person doesn't even know you, is going to sit down and, and and curse out the the waitress and just think the whole world is against them and their job and their boss and their family. Cause that's kind of the energy you put out there. So I think you get what you put out. It's just a mirror.
1: It's, uh, it sounds like a it sounds like a Beatles song. The love you take is equal to the love you make. You know. <laughs> <laughs> how, I long love the been, how long have you been divorced? It's
2: what you give. Uh, go on, go on, go on, story. Oh, I was awesome. I was saying a different song. Versus, it's not what you got, but it's what you give. Uh huh. There you go.
1: Yep. What what song yep. is that from?
2: Tesla. Oh okay. What you give?
1: Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep.
0: Well, to Tell answer your you question, can. how
1: long have you been divorced, Noel?
0: I've been divorced for about a year and a half.
1: Okay, right. and
0: and uh, I just and I just decided that there are a couple of things that I wasn't going to compromise on, and I don't know if this is what everybody wants, but um, I think dating your best friend who you are attracted to on a soul level is is what I wanted, and and that meant that we were mentally and emotionally and spiritually compatible, and I wasn't even like putting that on my profile when I was looking for somebody. I just decided that I was going to show up with that energy on the date as if it was and talk to them on a spiritual, mental, intellectual level. I would talk about natural medicine and chakras and homeopathy and fitness and 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 stuff like this, you know, that I'm doing with just this kind of zeal and excitement of this is what's going on in my life. Now tell me about yours. And, and whether we ended up dating or not, I actually ended up developing friendships from dates where we'd be like, Hey, this isn't a fit, but I actually walked away with some beautiful friendships that we just weren't compatible that way. But that's just me because I knew yeah. who I was going in and that's I a gamble. Was,
1: I wasn't interested in that. Uh, I think on another show I mentioned that, you know, some women would say to me, uh, you know, can we be friends? And I, I would say, uh, mm-mm. I have enough friends and my quota is full. Hmm. And maybe if one of my friends passes away, I'll think about <laughs> it. But I, I wasn't interested in that kind of stuff. You know, it's when the Harry Met Sally syndrome. You know what that is? <sighs> yes, what, yes. What is it? Say Tell me it. What, it is. Say what it. is
0: it? Well, it's about if men and women can be just friends, right? No. No? That's what I remember from that movie. No, and then no, she fakes you, Oregon.
1: And a woman be best friends, and the man, uh, you know, isn't interest interested in having sex with her. The answer from the movie was no, can't. Yeah. yeah. Or if he's putting on that air, he's full of shit.
0: So, so are you telling me that? So all, then- these,
1: all these friends that you have, these great-looking guys that are friends.
0: Are you saying yeah, they're on they're standby?
1: <laughs> what?
0: So, are you saying that these men that are pre- that you think they're pretending to be my friend and they really yes. wanna fuck
2: me?
1: Yes.
0: Interesting. What do you think, story? Do you, what if they have a girlfriend though? What if they already Still. have somebody? they so want
2: they still want they i think they're just trying to increase the ratio of just the be- the beauty in their circle meaning hoping that obviously the one they're going to end up with is going to be more beautiful if the people they're around are more beautiful so I mean, you're whether- saying
0: this is like jim carrey uh so what are the chances and she's like uh one in a million and then he's like so you're saying there's a chance <laughs>
2: Kinda, he's got to keep you in there. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I personally, I just like that's why I wish there was almost speed dating or something again, so I could have the opportunity to meet more because I feel like a lot of that vibe was on that first that first date. You know, it's like you realize this girl, which. You, if you had a video of her last 20 dates, you're probably you would, I could almost bet she doesn't have the same exact reaction and same whatever. But you see on the date with you, just like totally, just you know, n- makes her natural, just makes her whatever. You could see that with some people, and that's really what I'm looking for is people that feel natural and just want to actually take initiative and in planning the next steps, planning on doing more life together instead of being like, all right, well, the day is over, you know, we'll see when we see, you know. So
1: uh, I, have a, Noah, uh, I, I was gonna say all right, I want I gotta ask Noel another question. Uh, you've been divorced a year and a half. How many dates have you been on in the last year and a half?
0: Um, that's a good question.
1: You can't even remember.
0: I can't even remember. There were a lot of first <laughs> dates, a lot of first dates mm-hmm. where um, it was just no, and and I'm pretty much all in or not. And this is a kind of my barometer of telling if I should go out with him again. So I think about this guy, and it's been one date. And I think of all these other men that are giving me attention and I'm not going to avoid, I mean, this is going to sound conceited, but I could get a lot of attention from my modeling photos if I wanted to. I mean, throw up a picture of yourself in a sexy bikini and it's a thirst trap. Okay. And so what I kind of would test in my head is if I continue seeing this guy, am I going to want attention from all those other guys? And, and the answer was yes, I'm still going to want to text and be in conversation or kind of have these other guys on standby. And then I met somebody and and it was such a cool connection. Um, I realized that that other attention just fell flat. It just wasn't necessary. I would get, hey, how you doing? And I would even forget to respond, not because I was being a jerk, but I, I didn't need to fill this cup of Tell me I'm beautiful. Give me the attention. Some women just need a ton of attention. And it's like a bottomless tank where you cannot give her enough because she feels just not enough. Her self esteems in the toilet. And my self-esteem was really low when I first got divorced. So I kind of was cool with having all these dating apps and getting all these texts from different guys. I didn't even plan on meeting, to be honest. They were just hot. But then I got to the point. I was like, you know, I think I kind of would like to meet a, a we us women call it the the manly man. Like he's a man. I wanted to meet the guy that kind of had his shit together that knew what he wanted. So that for me was the barometer of do I need attention from other men or is this enough? Because this is so fulfilling.
1: How many? So let's 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 do it this way, fifty or more.
0: No, no, that's 50 exhausting. Less. Fifty definitely or less? less. Definitely 25 less. find to fifty. Um, I would say mm, see they never got past like the first or second date. So mm. in a, a year and a half. Oh, I didn't keep track. Um, <laughs> it was just it was it was during COVID. So it was like, is this even a date? <laughs> if I'm going around a lake yes. with a mask on with some dude, I'm gonna see his face. Yes. Is that God count as a date. a date? So I guess that counts as a date. Counts I mean, I get date. to see the other half of his face.
1: Okay, so um, I'm so going to be your, I'm going to be your psychiatrist now, okay? Okay. You're sitting in front of me, and you sit down, and you you mentioned about the you know I listened to you uh, you know a couple of shows now, and attractive looking woman, you go out with a lot of guys. The question I'm going to ask you is, what's the problem?
0: Well, there is no problem because I found somebody I really like, so well, I, I, I I feel like I cracked the dating code. But I think how I cracked the dating code is like that book, the not the art of not giving up that's kind of where I got, I just, it sounds kind of flippant, but I was like, you know, I'm just going to be myself. And I I kind of like that Julia Roberts personality where Julia Roberts isn't the sexiest, most beautiful woman in the world, but there's something about her that's just likable. She's quirky. She's fun. She's got that big old smile. And I kind of embodied that with, with the Noel energy of I'm going to be quirky, fun, whatever Noel. And if he don't like it, then you don't like it. And that's, I think, when I stopped caring so much, it's like a diet. You think of every calorie and fitting in this dress. And you put all this pressure for that one date or that one experience. And then you have it on a pedestal. And I think with anything, if you have it on a pedestal, you're screwed, man. It, there's that, That's just so high and so unattainable. So I just took finding that person and that dating experience. And I kind of went back to what you said at the beginning of the show. Just take it down a couple notches. This is just a meal. This is a new restaurant. This is a new person. It's not that big of a deal. And then you walk in and you just can kind of be present with that person, and then it's fun. So I just think there's just too much pressure with this.
1: How long have you been dating? De- how long have you been dating this guy?
0: Four months. I'm going on five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I've heard I, I, that the first four months is if you can get past that first four, cause they say that you're still really safe and you're kind of not giving your whole real deal. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, like when do you start telling your partner, oh my gosh, that Mexican food did me bad. I mean, at what point can you start really being real? I try to bring that pretty quickly to the table. I mean, I've had three kids, I'm desensitized. I mean, you know, just 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 be a real human. Uh, I don't want to do that whole mystery thing. I mean, there's some things that you need to wait, but don't you think, story? After four months, you start to really know who you're dating. Er-
2: there's enough mystery. I think those things should we should be open about from the beginning because there's enough mystery just having to actually just ask about our uh, personal well-being and you know about depression stuff like that. There's so much that really is going on inside of us that we can be questioning together if something's serious. We don't have to be hiding the real basic, you know, black and white stuff from people like that stuff. It's like we should do. That's obvious. We should be able to figure figure that out. We're still asking way bigger questions which we could be trying to solve with. Them instead of solving by ourselves.
0: You know, I think the telling point when you are dating somebody and it's more than just a few dates, like to me, dating is we've been seeing each other consistently for a length of time two, three, four months. And if in that experience, there's going to be ups and downs. Have like you spent a weekend together? Uh, c- career, you know, has its ups and downs. Uh, your health, you may, you know, feel better and have an off day or you slept bad or whatever, you're starting to see the humanness in your partner. And if that's a turn off and you can't walk through these little hiccups that life just brings, then that's kind of why we date, right? I think that's why a lot of people move in together before they consider a real serious commitment. And I have heard, I heard something on another podcast today, and this person said that marriage is an old school, traditional, irrelevant type of commitment that no longer applies to modern society. That kind of was hard to hear, but I, I mean I'm divorced. So I, I I think what's the percentage of divorce? Does anybody know? Is it like what 50% likely to get divorced?
1: 50, 55%.
0: Yeah. So you're walking down the aisle and there's a 50% chance this is gonna go to shit.
1: Probably right, yeah. right?
0: yet we continue dating because we're we're human beings built for relationships, right? right
2: we are in a society that they marry for so many wrong reasons and so many other reasons besides love or you know what marriage once was also so i mean I think some people
0: date. I think especially women do this, and I and I don't want to do this. They call it the next step. So okay, we've been dating next amount of time. Now it's time to meet your best friend. Now it's time to meet your parents. Now it's time to meet your kids. Now it's time to get engaged. I, I think we're in a society now where we can say, uh, "You you two make your own dating book. You two decide when it's time." Um, I'm kind of traditional. I kind of want him. Uh, To say when that's time but i'm whole i've i'm going back to i'm whole and complete without meeting anybody uh, Because I know who I am and and that's extra because i'm still saying that this relationship is adding to my life And putting that expectation on your partner, whether you are gay or straight or trans. I don't care I think putting pressure for it to go to that commitment level Is just not good for the relationship um that's just me. But I feel like in general, this whole dating pressure, you know, of having to be your person and there's only one person in the world for you. I mean, come on. There's billions of people on this planet. How could you think that there's only one human that's meant for you?
2: Maybe we should start making some book and publicize it with just a bunch of blanks you have to fill out, say building your relationship, you know?
0: Right. Well, I mean, I really think that when you are with a, a person, you too should make the calls, whether it's. Um, what level of commitment, but I think we're in a society that's not getting married like we used to. We're living together. There's too much divorce. There's too many, uh, you know, failed, I even hate the word failed marriages. I think they're more like learning experiences.
2: The monogamy in this generation is just, and it's, everyone's is double thinking. And I think there's many different definitions of in each person. Everyone's having to define that themselves and figure out if it matches up with who they're with.
0: Well, and that's another thing on dating apps. People say, I'm in an open relationship. And and I've heard people say, how could you expect one person to fulfill you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, sex, se- sexually, all those things? Um, but at the same time, I do. This is a romantic in me. I do think it's possible. If you fill your own cup, so you're working on yourself spiritually and in your career and the mental health and you're doing those things that pour into you and you're not expecting your partner. I mean, who wants to be in a relationship? Hi, I love, I love you. Now you're responsible for my happiness. Congratulations hell no. I don't want to be responsible for your happiness. And people become a couple and they think now you have to like what I like. Now you have to have friends that are my friends. There has to be this insane overlap. And then you hear people say they lost themselves and then nobody wants to be in relationships. So you get this commitment phobic thing. And I think that's why dating has become so hard because nobody knows what they want because it's scary. It's really, it, it is vulnerable. Dating is vulnerable and everybody is playing by a different rule book. I agree. Yep. Yep. Well, I think we've covered a lot today, okay. and and we we all agree that dating, I think, is is worth the gamble. If you find somebody that is is worth your time, uh, and I think the takeaway tonight is don't pour from an empty cup. Take care of you. You're whole and complete without dating anybody and and go into these dates super open minded it's just a meal it's just a drink it's just an hour have your out have your friend call you um if the date is you know not gonna continue but I think we all need to just go in super open minded without all these expectations of it. oh my gosh you're the one just relax and have a good time and if it's a bad date it's a bad date go out with somebody else right
2: uh, don't forget, forget to share those bad dates with us though no, oh, well That's yeah, right. and
0: please call in and tell us your bad dates because guys and girls sometimes don't know what went wrong and don't know why we didn't get a call. So call us out on our shit if we're giving you a bad date, please, so we can know what we're doing wrong. All right, you guys. Okay. Well, I enjoyed your time tonight right. and, and we'll be uh, coming on again tomorrow night. Um we'll eat on tomorrow a uh, tomorrow tomorrow we have a really interesting panel, some really spicy, sexy ladies, and I'm going to keep them anonymous, let them introduce themselves, uh, but we are bringing on a writer, um, a model, and, and another surprise guest. I'm super excited, and the, the topics are very controversial, but... I don't have to agree with any of them. I just want to hear every opinion and get down to the down and dirty of why dating is so damn hard and why we keep trying it over and over again. We must enjoy the process. We must enjoy this, this crazy journey of finding that amazing partner. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you, Story. Thank you, Mark. And okay. we are going to air again Eastern Standard Time, 8 o'clock. And uh, we just look forward to hearing you. Thank you so much signing off. Thank you for joining the Bad Date Show. Have a great night. Thank you. Say bye Bye-bye. bye. Have a great night.